Ayo, welcome everyone to episode three of Today in the Scene. I'm Joe with Indie Arcade Wave, and this is my co-host Dylan from Galactic Battleground. Hey, what's up? How's it going? Shout out to our sponsors, Can Arcade, everything arcade, music, and cannabis. This week, we have the pleasure of speaking with owner and operator of DSM Arcade, Dan. Thanks for joining us, Dan. Yeah, thanks for having me. Excited to talk with you guys. Yeah, we're excited to have you on. It's it's really cool to speak to someone. We've only really talked to um, indie developers, so it's cool to see kind of more on the cabinet side. Um, so that's the first question I really wanted to ask you. Uh, what is DSM Arcade and what do you do? So I uh, I don't have like my elevator pitch nailed down, but my description of like what we do is pretty much just build arcade games, build arcade cabinets for game developers. So... I mean, I guess that's kind of it. Like I, I talk to game developers and we bring their games to arcade. So far, that's been existing games that we basically port over to the arcade scene. But, uh, you know, who knows what will happen in the future. Maybe we'll have a game that's completely unique to cabinets. Yeah, I mean, that leads me right into my next question um, is Switch and Shoot. That's that's how we met you was through mm-hmm. your cabinet creation of Switch and Shoot. So how did you create that connection? I want everyone to hear about it because I think it's a really unique story within the indie scene. Most of the, the game designers are building their own cabinets, but you kind of brought the game in and then built the cabinet. Yeah, totally. So uh, I started, well, we can dig into this too, but I started uh, building cabinets in my shop and didn't want to do the main cabinet thing. Like, you know, there's obviously like ethical and legal reasons around that. And so I wanted to keep building and find a way to keep building. So I just started, I just kind of got it into my head. Well, I'll just talk directly to a developer and get their permission. Like, I don't know how to even start with, you know, uh, a big company. So I'll just kind of reach out to indie developers and kind of see if they want to bring their game to arcade. And so I just started going down uh, on Steam, going through the library, the store page. Me and my wife would sit down, like bring up our media PC, and I'd be like, okay, I'm going to search for arcade. I'm going to search for like shoot 'em up, uh, brawler, stuff like that. And I was like, I got to find something that seems, you know, like a good fit for a cabinet. And so I started typing in, you know, various things on the Steam and we take notes. I still have like the notes of like, this works, this would be cool. Maybe this is too much. And uh, I typed arcade, you know, shoot or something like that. And switch and shoot came up and I looked at it a little bit, you know, it's like a, a pretty cheap game, like $4.99 or $2.99. It's a good game. I recommend it. Not a pitch, but it's a great game. And uh, so I brought it up on my computer, played it a little bit with a keyboard it's a one button shooter. So I was kind of hitting, you know, with space bar and I was like, Oh, that's pretty cool. That's fun. I'll try it with the controller. Plugged in Xbox one controller was playing with that. And I was like, man, that really does like feel good. And then I have like a, like a multi-cab in my basement that I built, installed it on there, played it. And I was like, Holy cow, dude, this is exactly what this game needs to be. It's, it's just like something about like leaning into that press of that button and playing that game. So I, I, tweeted that video out. I had my wife record me uh, playing it. We put it on the DSM Arcade Twitter account. And I think I tagged the developer or maybe used like hashtag switch and shoot or something like that. He saw and he was like, dude, this is really cool. Like, uh, that's awesome that it works on Arcade. And so I just started talking to him. That was my opening. I was like, you know, I'm actually looking for a game 
that I think would work really well on arcade because I want to build like a specific cabinet just for that game. I don't want to do, you know, multi-cabs or anything like that. I want to build a cabinet just for your game. And he like jumped on board. This is Matt Glanville uh, who made Switch and Shoot, a really talented developer. And then after we're talking for a while and kind of like trying to coordinate things, I find out he's like 3,000 miles away in Leeds in the UK. And so I was like, that's fine. We can, we can work with this. And so he's, uh, you know, we would kind of, I designed the cabinet, kind of showed him what I was thinking. He said some notes like, uh, you know, I, it's their baby, you know, like these games, they've spent this years or months or whatever it is on them. And so I want them to have like full, you know, input, uh, on what it's going to look like. And so he had some notes and we went from there, designed it over maybe three, four months, Skype calls at like five in the morning. Cause that's the only time that worked with the time change. And, you know, uh, we just kind of step-by-step went through it and built it. And yeah, man, it, it was just like, it came together. He loves it. He hasn't seen it in person yet. Cause uh, he had a kid right at the time we launched the cabinet. And so obviously he's busy with that. And so uh, we're hoping to get him stateside or get a cabinet over there within the next year or so, so we can finally appreciate it in person. But it's been awesome. Excuse me. It's been great. It's been awesome. And uh, Matt Glanville is just like the best dude I could have possibly like worked with this on for the first project, like super understanding. I'm just a one man company, you know? So it's like, I kind of didn't really know what I was doing totally all the time. And so I kind of be like, Hey, does this make sense? Should I do that? And he's like, yeah, you know, we're going back and forth. And, but yeah, it came together and it was just like, it's perfect. I, I love that game. And I'm really happy with what we did with that cabinet. That's awesome, dude. So that leads me to my next question. <clears throat> How did you learn to make cabs? And like, what is your process on making cabs? Do you go like uh, CAD or kind of explain the yeah. ones and twos for that? Sure. So uh, I'm in Des Moines, hence the DSM and DSM Arcade. And once I moved down here and finally got a house, there's this big workshop in the back. And like prior to that point, like I had just jumped from, I mean, hobby to hobby to hobby for like the first, you know, 27, 28 years. Of, well, man, almost like 30 years of my life until like I landed on this and it's stuck. Uh, but like I had this workshop back there and kind of was thinking about stuff to build just because it's kind of a cool thing to have. Like there's already like a big workbench out there from the previous owner, all this stuff, tons of space. And me and my buddies, uh, they were visiting in town, checking out the house. And we went to an arcade bar that I'm sure you guys know, Uptown in Des Moines. Yep, we've got one here in Minneapolis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's awesome. I love those places. They're great. And uh, we were playing, I think like Turtles in Time or something like that. And one of my buddies just like, you know, it'd be cool build one of these because we've been there for a while and uh, <laughs> and uh, i was just like oh man that's a really good idea i should like build one of those and so i f- i think i just looked up the blueprints because i didn't know where to even like start design wise and so i looked up like a the exact dimensions of like the turtles like cabinet and that was like a good guide so like i mean you know maybe we'll talk about this but like if people are like looking to get into it, just kind of choose a cabinet you like and maybe kind of look up, there's tons of plans online and just kind of look up, you know, like the dimensions and like the shape of that and cut up those pieces. Cause that's what I started with. And, uh, you know, I learned really quick and just kind of just totally fell in love with it, man. Like, I, I mean, I still got, you know, a few hobbies, but this is like 
what I can, you know, devote so much time to like working on and thinking about. It's just a blast. But yeah, it was just kind of a confluence of a few different factors that came together. And I found the thing I want to do with my life, you know? Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so that leads me to your next, my next question. So essentially, like when, when Switch and Shoe was being made, did you have any say in like how the art was supposed to be laid out or is that all just Matt? No, uh, so the art that's on the side of Switch and Shoot, which is like perfect, it's kind of like harkens back to like those like Atari cabinets where it's like simple graphics in the game, but then on the side is like a gnarly, hyper realistic alien. Yeah, totally. That's, yeah, it, it was perfect. So that art already existed in like the PC version. I mean, now Switch and Shoot's on like Switch, and I think it's coming to PS4 and Xbox, but like. Uh, at the time, just the PC version, it kind of displays on the side because it's a really narrow game. So it displays on the side of the monitor. And I saw that and I was like, man, like actually let's try to repurpose that. So I think the guy's name, uh, I know Matt worked with him. Paul Duffield, I think is the artist and uh, even says on the, the cabinet on the screen. But um, yeah, so we reworked that. We had like the raw like assets for it and got a graphic designer who was actually my mother-in-law who did a fantastic job. Uh, thank you, Terry. And she arranged like the aliens and the ships into these shapes with that border around it. And we, we slapped that on the side of there and, you know, arranged the marquee and kind of uh, did it with those like eighties cabinets in mind where it's like on the Pac-Man cabinet, it'll say by Bally Midway on this one, it says by Matt Glanville and DSM arcade. So yeah, we kind of took some inspirations from some, the people that came before us. But yeah, and and took that art from the PC version. Totally, that's awesome. Yeah, it's rare. I really, I really love to hear all the collaboration between. I mean, like you and the game developer, and then his artist comes back into play, and then like mm -hmm. you bring family into it, and it's it's really cool to see that. And you see that a lot in the indie community. There's there's so many of us developers that have a team, and we have people that we go to for specific things. Like uh, with Galactic Battleground, we're a four man team. Um, you've kind of created a, a two-man team here. And I know Shauna comes to all the events with you as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, we just talked to Tony last week about conventions. So I'm going to ask you pretty much the same question I asked him. What was your favorite convention and why did it, why was it so memorable? Mm, so I think we've just been to like a few. Uh, and so like in terms of fun, like a wild time, like Bumble Bash, man, Chattanooga, like that's yeah. gonna. I'm always that gonna was remember so that. Fun. That the was best so of the good. best. There's good, like obviously, there's awesome. You guys know that there's great, like camaraderie and support between us and like the indie arcade scene, uh, and that really like established at like MGC, man. Like you guys kind of like blew me away, and Tony especially with Death Ball, like. This, I think he was like one of the first person I ran into at that convention. I was like, I don't even know what I'm doing. And he was like, he just helped me out so much and like positioned his cabinet, which like people knew next to like my no name game at the time. And just like, you guys were like awesome. And like, just, uh, yeah. So like MGC was great just cause I was like, oh man, like it's not going to be like a solo endeavor this whole time. Like there's an existing infrastructure and like support system to help launch me into this and i've shot questions like there's a slack that we you know are all in and i shoot questions into there and be like anybody use whatever you know this joystick before and somebody say yeah but change this or don't use that and so yeah like that was great about mgc but yeah back to bumble bass man that was fun for a different reason there was late nights and just like we had like a uh 
I, I mean, like I had never met the Bumble Bear guys before, and they were just like so cool because I mean I kind of like held them up as like heroes for like I I had played Killer Queen at like up down in Kansas City and was just like that was kind of when I was figuring out this is what I want to do like oh my god I just talked I just hung out with like nine other people I never would have interacted with otherwise we all collaborated and competed on this game that like brought us together I know it sounds cheesy but like we wouldn't have like interacted much you know without that game and it's just a really cool thing that's kind of what made me want to go down this path so meeting those guys in person was rad and obviously it's always fun to hang out with you guys of course yeah dude the killer queen guys are just such a good crowd and mm-hmm. like it's such a good community to be around i don't know all good vibes all around honestly yeah it kind of like showed me too because you know we're looking at i mean switching suits are like a single player game so it's you know tougher to build like a community around it like you do with like the teams in killer queen but i was it, you know it's just inspirational to see all that like they this had a game that they created and now thousands of people or however i don't know the attendance of that but like you know, hundreds or a thousand people coming to this city to celebrate and like compete in this. It is just rad. And so, yeah, it, that's a great time. Yeah. I mean, I agree with that. It was, it was cool to see um, that there was such a, a heavy competitive atmosphere with it, but people that didn't know how to play the game, like I'm going to say it right now, I'm terrible at Killer Queen. Yeah, I'm me not going to deny that at all. <laughs> but like some of the people that ended up being in the finals were like teaching me little tips and tricks here. They weren't, they weren't being elitists and like, I know so much better than you do. Like get off my cabinet. They were like yeah. literally trying to make me better at the game as well. I, see, I wish I'd like dug in more because I got so intense. Despite how nice everybody was, I was like, dude, I'm not playing with people that are like pro. <laughs> I don't want to embarrass myself. That's more on me than them. But yeah, that's I, I, another thing about Bumble Bash is I got there and uh, there was like these dudes from Uptown Minneapolis, um, Kevin and Frank and Kat, and they were just like, wait. You make your look, or you made switch to it, and I'm just like, yeah. And they're like, dude, this game is so good. We play it all the time. I can't believe it. that's so cool that you brought it down here. All this stuff, and I was just like, what? Like it's three people, but to me, that's huge. Like I'm just starting out of this. Like you know, at that point, switch should have been out for like a year, and like I was like, man, I got three fans. <laughs> they, they, know, they know my name from the marquee. They know the company. They want they want a with the logo on it or whatever. You know, like that that blew my mind, man. That's right. It, it's different when you have like these people like saying stuff on Facebook and liking and following uh, your stuff but, yeah. like, to see them in person and be like, I love your game. Let's play it now. Like I want to yep. play this game with you. Like, yeah, that's really cool. Unsolicited. Yeah. It's rad when it's just like, I've, you're not asking people what they think of it. They're like, you're just coming across posts on social media that are just like, I found this game. It's, it's freaking awesome. You know, it's a good feeling, man. Yeah. Validating, validating. I mean, the fact that they got like three thousand, like holy crap! I can't believe that. Oh, the score in the game? Yeah, that's like insane. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So like, we did a little kind of mini tournament there, and it's whoever had the highest score and took a selfie with it for proof at the end of the weekend, like won the marquee from the cabinet, which was I, I just kind of like thought of that right before we went down there, and they're super appreciative of that. Yeah, um, yeah that, was, that was a good time. Such a good time. So we're here talking about video games, right? So there's a question I have to ask you that I can't, I can't not ask. And Tony had a really long explanation for this one, which kind of resonated with me. But if you could pick 
three video games that have ever been made, what are the three most influential games to you? Whether, I mean, whether it's nostalgia or you played it a ton or it was just a great game, what would you pick? Just arcade or across everything? All, anything, everything. Any yeah. game. Dude, this, this is so funny that you're asking this question because I've always kind of like, that question never hit with me before, like a few weeks ago. And so uh, obviously we're kind of all locked down in our houses a bit more than usual right now. And I've kind of just been playing a lot more games than I have in years. And I was just kind of scrolling through my Steam library and I saw Counter-Strike. And I was like, man, Counter-Strike, I haven't played. It's a shooter if people don't so know. Good. So I good. Like, I haven't played Counter-Strike in so long. Like I got into that game and I I played it like an hour before we were doing this, man. I play it every day. I've, I've played that game since I was probably 14 or 15 and so I've, I've been playing that game for, oh my God, I don't know, 15 years or something like that. Or like, no, God, more than that, whatever, 15, 16 years. And so like, I realized when I was playing that, I was like, oh, right. Like I never like ranked like favorite games or stuff like that. This is absolutely in there. It's just like, I, I don't know, man. Like it was so much of it is like driven by nostalgia for me. So many late nights when I was a kid, like playing that game until two, three, four in the morning. And now it like hits me in that same way. It's still fun. I'm still all right at it, which is good. And it's a nice bonus. Uh, but just like the nostalgia trip from that, man, that game is enduring for me. I, I'm Yeah. So that's, that's on my, you said top three. Yeah, yeah. Top three. That's on my top three. And so, so I was playing you know, lots of counter-strike and then I was like, that's, you know, one of my top games for sure. And that got me thinking of like, what else is in there? Like I got a better, you know, I guess as you get like older, you get a better sense of self, you know? And so I was like, these questions are like landing a lot, you know, harder on me. And so another game is Wind Waker uh, for GameCube. It's also remade for Wii U. If anybody has a Wii U, just like the joy in that game and like the vibrant, like look of it. I, it's just like an absolute delight to play that. Just thinking about it right now, I'm just like, when they're going to port that to Switch, I want to play it again. I don't want to hook up a Wii U. And so it's a, just that game just gives me such like good vibes. Like it, it's, I just, yeah, I'm, I've been meaning to pick that up and play it again. Uh, it gave it a really, it was a really unique art style too, compared to a lot of the other Zelda games. It gave yeah, it a yeah, yeah. Like different graphic aspect. Yeah, it's like this, they call it cell shaded. It's kind of like more like, cartoony, it's like shortchanging right. it by so much, but like it, it's not like a yeah 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 for sure and i think people were expecting like a more mature kind of zelda because of like stuff they were teasing and like i was like a teenager at the time and i was just like maybe i was like 14 or something like that and i was like oh man it's gonna be like badass zelda luke's gonna look so cool and be blood but then they like bust out with that and it was just like oh man that floored me and i appreciate it more and more as time goes by um number three okay i'm gonna i'm gonna exclude I think just to be fair, I got to exclude switch and shoot. I mean, like it's absolutely in there, man. But I, I like another game I've been thinking about. It's kind of like a more unique one. And just like when I, it always pops up when I think about like favorite games is a game called Luft Rousers. It's on PC. It is like, I, it's by Vlam Beer. You, you just got to look it up. Like this game is such a trip. It's like a dual stick. Sh- I think we use a dual stick. Despite how much I played, I can't think. But it's like a plane, like a two D plane game. There's like you're just looking at a horizon, and you're like attacking these enemy ships, 
and it's got like you customize like the gun, the engine, and the uh, sh- like the core of the ship, and the music will like alter depending on like what parts you put together. And it's just like I mean, it's kind of hard to explain, but the way they melded like the style, like it's just using the style, and so they like the music, the look of it. The gameplay, that's the way, like game feel, if you want to use that term, this all comes together in a way that I was just floored by. But like, yeah, you should look up, um, I mean, Moofrez has been out for years now, so it's probably like an awesome deal on Steam. But I think like the way they do the music, they combine like three, four, five tracks in a way that it's like, it makes like 72 different combinations. So if you keep changing your ship, you're always hearing like different kind of like, music but it's kind of the same song but like you know they alter it in this cool ways i don't know much about music obviously like a side b side type thing in a sense yeah but it, 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 it like morphs with like how you play the game it, it's just so cool man like yeah luft rousers l-u-f-t-r-a-u-s-e-r-s yeah luft rousers so good that's a really dynamic feature i've never really heard of anything that alters gameplay like depending on what you choose to the music like it's usually just one audio track or yep. a handful of audio tracks yeah 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 oh man i keep oh. i keep going there's so many that like come to mind like but yeah those i'm gonna say those are my top three is it Ooh. pixel art yeah. it looks like it's pixel art yeah yeah, yeah it's pixel art yeah i didn't mean it's, it's, not, it's not a, it's not a conventional like uh ace combat kind of you know fighter game yeah uh, it's like this it's just like two-tone it's almost like original game boy kind of like, like color sepia. palette yeah yeah sepia that's a good yeah it's a sepia tone but like there's like two colors in it three maybe white brown and light brown or something like that but yeah, it looks yeah cool. it's rad it's rad i'll have to go and try for sure awesome those are some really unique games i i didn't really think of counter-strike i haven't played it much but counter-strike it, it makes it. sense i mean the longevity of the game is insane that it's been around for so long and it's still such a hot competitive scene yeah, and like such a big like part of especially like uh, uh, like the arcade scene is like the social aspect of those games. I had tons of like like social connection with like my friends through Counter Strike and through people I've like met online and like you know we'll play with and yeah, like yeah. if games like bringing people together is obviously an awesome thing, especially in the arcade scene. But yeah, that's why Counter Strike hits hard for me. And it's also like one of the longest like tournament competitive games out there like yeah and that's when i heard about esports is uh, counter-strike and now it's like still like you know uh, i mean it seems it's not like uh dota or league of legends or something like yeah, that but it's up there still for sure yeah it's rad it's it's great um so i have a question um you're you're well versed in video games and you've been through throughout your whole life what makes a great game like specifics like what makes it hmm. great in your opinion, what makes a great game? Sure, yeah. sure. So, because obviously, switch and shoot, great game, so simple, amazing. Yeah. Like, what makes a game great? Yeah. So, for me, I guess like when I'm thinking about what game to build next, like we got switch and shoot out there, and we're doing another one that we're working on now. Like the question I ask myself is. I think this is, <laughs> I think this is a good answer. Is could anybody walk up to this game and enjoy it? And I know some people are going to be like, "No, man, that is not right." But the, for me, that is absolutely what's a great what is like what makes a great game. Like Switch and Shoot 
is a very easy to learn and anybody can come up and laugh, you know, about the fact that they didn't, they got zero and they got killed on the first guy. But I've seen, I mean, the high score on switch and shoot is a 56 minute game. So there's like a breadth of, of skill levels, uh, you know, for that game. So I've seen like little kids come up and just, you know, just hit the button and then there's having a blast and, you know, like, and then they're kind of developed like, uh, a scene that like they're studying the meta and what weapons do you cycle between and like should you stay on sector two longer than you stay on sector three should you bother getting the boss like all these details of like that taught me how to play play the game you know what i mean like so for me like what makes a good game is and this is what we're trying to do with our next one too is can anybody come up to it and have a good time and so like i think you see that with you know like killer queen uh, like uh, people come up maybe a little drunk in the bar and they're just messing around, but they're like part of this team and they're having a blast. But obviously the far end of that is somebody who, you know, plays it for what, you know, 10 hours a week and it, you know, goes to Bumble Bash and competes, you know? So that's always kind of like how I thought about, you know, what makes a good game, especially when I'm trying to think about, what game do I want to bring to cabinet or the arcade scene next, you know? So kind of what I'm hearing from you is like, it's inclusive to all by the means of it's easy to play, but it has a really high skill cap, like totally easy to jump in, but like there's so much growth and potential for the individual player. Yeah. 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 I, I think that's such like a tough, super hard thing to like nail. Like, I don't think, I mean, I'm not saying obviously like games that don't do that are bad games. Like I don't think, counter-strikes really like that but i love that game but like I, I, those those are the ones that i mean you know if i'm looking at just from the perspective of what would be a great game to bring to an arcade where anybody can walk up to and play it and have a great time that's that's how i define it right right yeah okay. yeah so dan where can we find you on social media DSM Arcade, uh, everywhere. Uh, Instagram, I post quite a bit on there. Um, not as many updates lately, but uh, we're getting back into you know posting some work on Instagram. Kind of just took a pause there, uh, but you know, um, I, I think probably I mean the arcade like building because I like to build like you know post about the process and kind of show off the work a lot. Instagram is probably the best place to look us up, but obviously it's DSM Arcade on Facebook and, and Twitter and all that as well. The website, we got a website, dsmarcade.com. It's simple. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Well, we really appreciate you being on, man. Do you have any yeah. final thoughts for us? Anything you want to just say to the viewers? Oh, wow. Uh, I mean, I just like, thanks for having me on and what you guys are doing is awesome. You know, like, I just like, there's so much potential for this scene going forward and for you guys to kind of like, help guide that and talk about it and inform people like these, these, you know, the previous waves of arcade, like, you know, like at the eighties, like Pac-Man cabinets and like the nineties, like fighting games, like those cabinets are getting older and older and less and less people are able to fix them. And so I think like the way I see it is these places are just going to be looking for more and more new arcade games and indie like titles are such a good fit for that. So yeah, just just when you go to an arcade bar, just look out for those like, you know, the more unique stuff, the newer stuff, because that's huge for us. So yeah. yeah, just thanks to everybody supporting the scene. Yeah, we gotta stick together out here. You know, it's just 
collaborate and keep it going, you know. For sure. Grow as a community. For sure. Well, thanks for being on, man. Uh, we will post this up pretty soon here, and uh, we'll have you back on as soon as we can. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks so much, guys. Yeah. Definitely. Peace, everyone. Peace.